hold on. Good afternoon, anchor viewers. This is our season, our fifth season uh, of the Deborah and Jackie show. Yes. And uh, this time around, we're going to concentrate on the element of spirituality. I'm so excited about that. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have so many wonderful insights that we hope people will tune in on a regular basis to hear what we have to say as we go through the Bible, chapter by chapter. Now, what we're going to do is focus on values. We're going to examine specific principles highlighted throughout the gospel, uh, such as vanity, uh, wisdom, courage. Uh, and it, we're just going to take it from there and do a synopsis that really has relevance in today's society. And we feel at this time that it's so important for everyone to perhaps redefine their perspective or learn new insights about themselves. So uh, come along for the ride because we're really excited about this new chapter. Now, Deb, would you like to begin? Yes. Well, thank you. We are excited about this. And the reason why we're excited about this, because I really believe that we haven't been living our true form of spirituality. It's kind of like a watered down type of spirituality. But now in light of everything that's has, that has happened and is happening, we really have to take, as they say, the bull by the horn and, and pull ourselves out of this deep depression that we're in. We got to pull ourselves out of this, you know, controversialness that's going on around the world and focus, focus. I mean, focus our attention on God and what he has done for us and what he will continue to do until the end come. And so in order for us to do that, we can only be, servants humble servants by reading his word discussing it and you know really putting it together to make our lives more livable through the eyes of god absolutely and so we're gonna start with the wisest man in the bible we call him solomon and he is indeed the wisest man because some of the things that i've learned really as a kid was some of the the quotes from Solomon, which my grandmother, you know, consistently instill in us, and it's still in me today. You know, they say good character is better than pocket change. You know, and that is so true because we come into this world with nothing, and we shall leave with nothing. And so today we're going to start Ecclesiastes chapter one. Everything is meaningless under the sun. Everything is meaningless. This is what Solomon is saying, and I'm going to read chapter one. It says, everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. What do people get for all their hard work under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets, then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and, the, and then turns north. Around and around it goes, blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the water returns again to the rivers and flows out again to the sea. Everything is worrisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we are never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are not content. History merely repeats itself. If it has been all done before, nothing under the sun is truly new. Some people say, oh, here is something new, but actually it's old. Nothing is ever truly new. We don't remember what happened in the past and in future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. Wow. Isn't that incredible? That's it is. A, it's a wonderful summary 
of, you know, that has so much relevance right at this moment. Yeah. Even though that was written hundreds of years ago, the significance of it is really, really powerful. It is. It is. I think what we're really trying to focus on, first of all, is that there is a lot of I, I, I in this world right now. Mm -hmm. That people think they have the independent answers to everything. I am really smart. I am really capable. I don't need to rely on anything beyond my own abilities. Mm -hmm. You know, I can direct every aspect of my life and I am so capable of doing it that why should I defer to anything? Not to mention uh, saying that I need a higher power in my life, a force that guides me, a force that gives me a peace that I can't get anywhere else. People don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. They think it's absolute nonsense. And when you start to talk about spiritual things, they zone out. They want to put, you know, their earplugs in and get back on their phones and just say, this doesn't make any sense. But the point is, because of this I, I, I philosophy, people have lost their grounding. They have lost a value system that sets standards for how they should interact, not only with other people, but how they should value themselves. And we're on a slippery slope. We are. We really are on a slippery slope. Well, here's the thing, because the topic here is everything is meaningless. And the reason why Solomon said that Solomon was the wisest man, as we know, he had concubines, he had temples, he had money, gold, silver. And the only thing he had asked God for is to bless him with wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Now, those are the things that you can't put a price tag on. You can have a hundred Bugatti parked in your driveway and to you that is meaningful and to you that brings validation but really can you take it back to your grave because the bible says we're going to return to the dust the same way he created us we came with nothing we're going to leave with nothing and so when you live your life and you build your life based off of price tags and treasures and and all that great stuff that you know validates you in society what about your character how, how does that measure up to God's standard? How do God see you from a human, you know, perspective? Are you, are you kind? Are you empathetic? Are you pure in spirit? Are you pure in heart? Do you have a mind of a child that is, you know, innocent? No, because we are all sinners saved by grace. Yeah. And he never, God never talked about our prosperity in terms of material things. The best prosperity that a man can have is long life. Health. This, you always hear health is wealth. Yep. That to me is meaningful because without life, you're dead. Well, I think a, a big problem people have too is they tend to think that the Bible is against success and wealth. And it really isn't. No. Not by a long shot. Like when you hear that money is evil, money is not evil in and of itself. It's evil when you start to worship it. The love. And you see other people around you suffering and you don't respond to that. Mm -hmm. When you see people in long lineups waiting for food and they're hungry, you don't want to hear that a corporation made $155 billion and didn't allocate a penny to help those in need. That is not coming full circle. Mm -hmm. And that is not showing that you value this world and you want to make the best contribution because that's how you show that you are a spiritually minded person. Mm -hmm. That that wealth, you use it not only to help yourself, but to help others so that it comes back to you in a blessing for your well-being. 
So, I mean, it's not a hard equation to figure out. But when you think I, 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 there's no room for we, or there's no room for, for us. us. And this right? is what's missing, yeah. you know, in the context of how we should live our lives. Amen. And, and, and the funny thing is, is that no matter how much wealth or how much things we accumulate, we can only accumulate so much because God will allow a man to achieve everything that his heart's desire and then snatch it away from him. That's why people go from rich to rags. Yeah. Because why? They had no moment in their life to sit back and said, well, look at where I am. How did I get here? Oh, and give yourself a big pat on the shoulder because you thank yourself for doing that. And there's nobody else involved here. Mm -hmm. When somebody asks you, hey, I work hard for my money. I'll be damned if I share my money with anyone. Well, who gave you the strength to wake up every day to go to work and make that money? Who provide the vehicle that you drove to your work to get that money? I understand no man is an island. Yes, that's No man it. is an island. And the, the way that people look at God not help. And you know what's the other thing is? Mm -hmm. You ask someone you know, do you believe in God? And the first thing they will say, no, because if there's a God, why is so many things happening around the world? Well, you're looking at it from that perspective. How about you look at it from this perspective? You have lived, let's say 50 years in your, of your life. You were able to eat, drink, sleep, wear, and health. Who provided that for you? Where did you get your job? If God did not provide that man to open a business, you wouldn't get a job with him. If God didn't make that, that mother to have that, that, that wife that you're married to, you wouldn't have a wife and make her be able to, to procreate and have children for you. You wouldn't have kids. And if God wasn't able to provide the doctors to help you when you're ill, you wouldn't be in good health. So where is the, where is the, where's the thank you in those moments besides your wealth? Well, this is why I'm saying people don't ask the deeper questions to know where our blessings come from. They tend to look at life as, well, I have it or I don't. And if, and if that's what the case is, then I'm responsible for this. But the point is you have to realize that there is a higher force that governs the outcomes that come to you. Mm -hmm. And how you live your life is what defines the blessings that come to you. And you have to live in the will of God. So that's the fundamental aspect of what this part of the Bible is teaching us, is that you have to live in the will of God. You have to have spirituality defined by strong principles, and you have to know that if you use the knowledge that you have not to better the world around you, you're going to live sorrowfully, and you're not going to live in a blessed way. Amen. Now, just to end things off, I want you guys to know, right, when Solomon wrote this book, his purpose in this book is to make people realize that their confidence in their own effort, abilities, and righteousness was meaningless. Instead, their commitment to God is the only reason for living. Absolutely. And just to say, toward the end of that chapter, Deb, it mentioned that God is concerned about all the nations of the, of the world. He's deeply concerned about people when they're sick. He's concerned about diseases. We have to get the compassion that he wants us to have. Get the big picture in the midst of everything. There's an order to everything and we have to live our lives for others and expand our vision so that we can understand what humility is to achieve the truly great successes that life should be defined by. Yeah, and if we try to find meaning in our accomplishments rather than in God, we will never be satisfied. And everything we pursue will become meaningless. Absolutely. So there we go. That's the first chapter of this series. And we'll hope you'll tune in as we go through little by little to get a full understanding of what this great man of wealth, power, 
position has to say that everything comes down to in the end. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.